spent hour lecturing Macy's cosmetics employee that perfumes are more expensive and 148 times less effective than naturally released pheromones. I'm in danger of slipping nippledge with every step. Well, I've never been in a parade before. I should have made my hair bigger. Oh, Ashford! Oh man, you smell like garlic and peanut butter. Burly man? Oh, get it over Don't yell at me. I'm not the one who had my elasto thong sticking out. Pretty please, let me drive it. Hey, Guildies, it's time for another companion cast for episode 11. Can you believe it? Wow, we're one episode away from the season finale of The Guild Season 5. Where has the time gone? It's been great. Such a fantastic season. And this podcast is going to be awesome. I have so many great interviews. I have some interviews with some of the really cool uh, special guest stars. And I have a really, really special interview with Marissa Tancharone. Um, we find we get an update on her health and uh, I got the honor of sitting down with her and talking with her and she is one of the sweetest people that you will ever have the pleasure of meeting. So that's towards the end of the podcast but I go ahead and I talk to all the regular cast and we get the lowdown on what's happening for episode 11 of season 5. So let's go ahead and take a listen. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here with Vince Casso, and we are discussing episode number 11. So let's go ahead and start with seeing the dirib... dirib I can't even say it again. It's been a while. The blimp. The blimp, the dirigible. Yeah, the dirigible. Nailed it. Yes. Um, how was that, seeing it? Because, I mean, we had a practical right there that Greg had made, Greg and his team had made. But then, obviously, we have the CG one, which people will see in the show. Yeah. So what did you think? Because they revealed it to you guys. I thought it was amazing. Of course, this is just Greg busting out yeah. his usual, he-can-do-everything crazy-ass stuff. Yeah. Um, but he revealed the, the working model, the one you see on the ground. It's when we all walk up, and you have the, you know, the steampunk guys walk yeah. by, and in the background, there's the big blimp, and the top of it's missing, but it's this full structure, and I was yeah. just blown away. They had all the fancy, that these lights set up, and they had this, and all the intricate details, and I was completely blown away. Yeah. What's funny is that supposedly Clara and Zabu put this together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of stuff they just found around and stuff from Bork's car. car. Yeah, there's like a door on there. Uh, yeah, that's funny. That It's a little harder to believe, but that's funny. Um, apparently Zabu took, like, he went to a panel and learned how to do this right. from some panel. It's like, that's one, right. that's a badass <laughs> panel, man. <laughs> Build air machines. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, okay, another scene that you're in is you trying to, because you, you did the crowd wrong. Well, you did Rachel wrong. Yeah. And she kind of rallied the crowd <laughs> behind it. Yeah. Um, so you're on stage trying to ask for forgiveness. And you're actually, you, this is a great Blades moment. Because you actually remember people's names, you remember their situations, you actually listen to the people. Right. And that's one great thing about, just as a side note, that I hear a lot about fans when they meet you guys, the cast, is that you guys remember them days later. Oh, yeah. You remember details about their lives as they talk to you. So, yeah, so that's one of the biggest compliments that the cast gets all the time from fans is that you guys actually remember. So that's what it reminded me of when Blake totally. is on stage and he's, you know, he's he, he goes... He says some bad things, you know, and he starts getting booed. Wouldn't be Blades if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. But then he turns the crowd. Right. And he gains there. Can you talk about that whole scene? Absolutely. Well, I just want to make a, a note that 
when it comes to like conventions and the fans and stuff, it's always been one of our highest priorities to just really What's make up, them feel man? like they're. A はい、ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。
Um, so for me, it was just sort of another day, another scene. Yeah. 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 Cool. Making it happen. <laughs> and then uh, a really quick scene was uh, Felicia shoving you out and having you stall for time. Yes, um, that was uh, pretty simple. Um, <laughs> I, I do remember uh, as part of that scene, we're all peeking out of the curtain and stuff, and like watching what's going on. And Sam, <laughs> we did some really funny alts. I don't know what's going to appear in the dad drill, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sandeep, and he got a little frustrated because he's already in the butterfly outfit with the the glittery, yeah. sparkly face paint and. Uh, uh, Felicia fed him this line that she's going to say, oh, look, that's the, the Floyd's went into a VIP area with lots of burly guards. And Cindy runs up and says, oh, burly men, really? And Cindy's like, no way, okay, my God, enough already. That's great. And so we got a few versions of that. Nice, nice. Well, I appreciate you chatting with me. Thanks. My pleasure, dog. Thank you. All right. Hey guys, I'm here with Amy, and we're discussing episode 11. Hello. Hello. So in this episode, the big tink scene is when your family shows up as geishas. Or in their Asian outfits. (laughs) Yes, another extremely funny scene by my parents. Um, Yeah, I think this is where we kind of, uh, we're kind of plotting a plan to find Floyd. Yeah. Uh, convince That's him right. to this is, not. Again, you and you and Codex. Yes. Codex. Yeah. The... Teaming up. Yep. Um, we should find a name for that. Uh, <laughs> Co-tink or. Co- the... uh, I don't know. You're right. We have Tink- to come up with something. Tinkex or I don't Tink-ex. know. Tinkex. T. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, we'll come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Us teaming up and kind of you know trying to get Floyd not to sell the game yeah. and of course. When we're on our way to do something amazing, my parents show up. Of course. Um, in their beautiful <laughs> outfits because they're trying to get in touch with my culture. So they come <laughs> up in their geisha outfits and it's hilarious. Yes. And um, yeah, I don't know. I and guess. This it's... was shot multiple times because you had the twins. Oh gosh. This was, so a, had to swap this out. was a. Yes, this was like yeah, a, a stand in twin and a. Yeah. And then Leslie. A little gag. They had yeah. masks on. Yeah. So, like, when they had the mask on, you couldn't tell. But then when they had the lines, we would do it twice yeah. so, like, they can switch the masks and... Switch the mask all, and their hair yeah, and a ring. It's and, all com- complicated yeah, it's and so I don't even get it. <laughs> yeah. But it happened and it I'm did. sure it's going to look great. Yeah. And that's just another testament to how great um, Leslie was. Yeah. You know, because she was able to handle all of that. I don't even know if I could... Yeah. Do that well, now. Everyone did the great job. Though. Every, Everybody. Yes. I mean, even you guys, because that's not how it was originally written. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be doing it twice to yeah. different people, different, mm-hmm. different cameras. So it just doubled everything. Yeah. You know, but, and everybody you know, pulled it off. Yeah. And Leslie doesn't even have experience. And no. she just kind of did it. with. Yep. And it was just like nothing to her. And <laughs> she was just so great. Yeah. We're very lucky. Yeah. That she was around and we're just like, hey, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cast. Yeah. <No. laughs> yep. Um, all right, so this is a the as we mentioned earlier, this is where you and Codex are trying to sneak into the to the VIP room, mm-hmm. and this is where Fox actually helps you. Well, oh, furry fox, furry fox, yeah, <laughs> that's right. We call him furry fox. Um, yeah, that's a pretty funny scene just because, of, of course, furry fox is funny when you know that it's fox, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. When people go back to watch it, I think yeah. it'll be really funny. Um, but the security guards, at least one of them. They were they were so big, yeah. And um, me and Felicia are obviously really tiny, yeah. 
Um, she's taller than I am, but we're just both very petite. Yeah. And um, when we're like kind of fighting them, they're just like carrying us pick, out. Pick you up. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the the really big one just picks me up and puts me down on the other side, and I think that's gonna look really funny because. We're just kind of like struggling and trying yeah. to hit them, and they're just like these burly men, you that know. Fun. Nothing. They were really gentle, them. though. I mean, they would make oh, sure they didn't they hurt you. They were so great. They're like oh. every time they did a the yeah. take, I remember they'd ask, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And hit you know hurt you. They're too so hard mean or... and evil yeah. and masculine <laughs> during the take. And they're like, "Oh, are you okay?" Like, yeah. Did I hurt you? I was yeah. like, no, you're fine. And they're just like, punch me as hard as you can. <laughs> so that was really fun. Yeah. Really great too. That's awesome. Yeah, that freaking thing, man. I didn't get to see them um, actually go on it. Yeah. You know, they were shooting when they're actually like on top yeah, of the yeah, limp yeah, yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. I wasn't there for that, but I wish I could have been the one on the board, man. <laughs> That's what Felicia just said in her interview. Oh, really? She wish she would have wrote herself. I know. I wish I was on it. Robin was so scared. They had her like, just for eyeline, they put her on a little crane yeah. so we can like look up at her and she was like... Oh my god! So pretty sure she was scared too when she was on the actual blimp. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I'm here again with the very beautiful Leslie. She is Leslie Crystal. She is uh, playing Tara and Lara. Or is it Tara? Yeah, Tara and Lara. I say Tara and Laura, but that's not right. Tara and Lara, uh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No problem. And you did two additional scenes today. Let's first talk about the uh, one that was done yesterday. I guess it was. It was the one where um, Tink, you guys enter the costume ball, and Tink sees you guys for the first time. Yeah. Yes. In this scene, um, it's the family showing up to the costume ball, and we're all wearing these Asian-inspired kimonos, and we're so proud because we're telling her, "Look, we found costumes from your native yeah. country." Yeah. Like. Yes, and I'm all done up in like a kimono and like a full-on wig, yeah. and oh, it's it, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Now this is the first time we actually had a body double. Yeah. I know Felicia helped out previously. Yeah. This one actually had someone who was the same built and. That's correct. Yeah. We found Hesley, which yeah. is funny because Hesley and Leslie, Leslie but yeah, we were the same measurement, same height. So yeah. she doubled me actually for these two scenes, mm -hmm. and we were dressed up in the same uh, outfit, just different wigs and different masks. Yeah. Yeah, and what was interesting is you guys had to make sure you switched everything. The mask, the hair, the ring, the, the tag. Yes, that's correct. We were, um, for one of them, we would have it on one side, and we would have a different mask, and yeah. for the other, it was a different wig, and it, for every time I was Tara or Lara or whatever, yeah. it was a corresponding mask yeah. and ring and whatever it was. <laughs> Did yeah. it be confusing to make sure everything <laughs> copied over? A little bit. Yeah, especially for the scenes where we're kind of running in. It was like, oh, oh, wait, I'm holding it with this hand, not that yeah. hand. Yeah, only so, at I mean, that time. Keep all, keep track of all that. Yeah, yeah, you do. Am I playing? Am I Laura? Am I, you know, yes, yeah. Just to make sure you have it right. Yes, and in the right hand and in the right, yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, was it easier working with the body double? It actually was, and especially because she was very similar to me in, like, build. It was very easy to just kind of, like, look over and position myself a certain way mm -hmm. and understand that she would be there, and I would then take yeah. that place. Yeah, you had to mimic it was, her. So yes. her movement yes. You had to make sure you did I did that when I'm on the other side. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay, guys. Hey, how's it going? I'm here with... Colleen Campbell. And Bobby Brista. And uh, why are you guys on set today? Because we look cute in fuzzy outfits. We are the uh, the token furries for the season of the guild. 
Nice, nice. Now, how did this all start? Who contacted you? How did they hear about you? Um, well, we were on another TV or an internet series last year called uh, Video Game Reunion. Oh, cool. And while we were on set of that, we had brought one of our fuzzy costumes to play perhaps a Star Fox character, which, which never made it in. And somebody who was on the set for that, who was an actor, happened to be involved with this show. Yeah, and uh, contacted us a couple of months ago and said, hey... Would you like to be internet famous? <laughs> you guys could say no. Absolutely not. Now, were you guys fans of the guild previously? Did you know about it before? Yes. In fact, the ringtone on my phone is, do you want to date my avatar? It's been on there for about a year, so nice. it was good to actually get a call from the show, and we, we were excited to be involved. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Let's talk about, did you guys make your outfits? You guys make your outfits by hand, right? That's correct. What, what's, how was the process of that? A lot of blood, sweat, and tears, uh, industrial sewing machines, L.A. Fashion District, cuddle fur, just, you know, the, the good stuff. It's quite a process of finding the fabric material that you want and um, making a pattern, sewing it into a bodysuit. Um, the head uh, is built on, it's kind of a soft, squishy platform, so it's made out of foam. So you, you take foam and you carve it into the generic shape of uh, like a dog or a cat, and then you, uh, you skin it with fur. Now, are, have you guys taken classes? Is self-taught? What do you learn to do? Yeah. I mean, this, this is beyond sewing. Beyond. <laughs> beyond anything a sewer would really expose themselves to. Um, a lot of it is, there's a pretty big forum uh, online for people to kind of offer constructive critiques and, and uh, show off their work. So a lot of it is kind of peer critiquing and, and stuff you can do online and learn new skills. But uh, pretty much it's all trial and error. So uh, you learn new techniques that work, and you throw away techniques that don't, and uh, hopefully someday you get on a TV show or web show or movie or whatever. Yeah. Uh, how long have you guys been doing this? Um, I've been costuming for 10 years. It's only the last couple years that I've been doing costumes for uh, Internet series. Um, I've been making costumes probably about five years, but uh, my costumes tended to drift towards a scarier genre, and it's only when I teamed up with Bobby that we actually really started making cute and cuddly and soft and less fangs and gore and more dog. <laughs> yeah. Great. And uh, so let's discuss what characters you guys are playing, or pretending to playing, I guess. Now, were you set to play Fox's double in the outfit all this time? Or Will Wheaton, I guess? Initially, we weren't really sure who was going to play the guy. Uh, Bob is a bit broader-shouldered than I am, but I am about two inches taller. So we were kind of debating, all right, is he a big guy or is he a tall guy? And I think it came down to the wire where we asked uh, Wardrobe exactly what his dimensions were, and I ended up losing the coin toss because... <laughs> I'm a little bit taller, and we thought if people are going to line him up against other people, yeah. they might as well sort of be the same height. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you watch previous seasons to get his mannerisms? Because you are moving and walking, and you know people might see you, but they may, you know, you have to have his mannerisms. Well, I mean, I watched Star Trek: The Next Generation, so I heard, ah. <laughs> Bob was more of a fan of the show than I was, but we did watch. Uh, I think season two to season four, just before we got here, because we were up all night fixing the last costume tweaks. But I figured, he's dressed like a furry. He's going to walk like a dog. That's true. So I was just trying to wiggle my tail. Yeah. Yeah. Look cute, you know. (laughs) 
unsuspecting. Of course. Now, let's talk about the scenes that you were in. Uh, the very first one that you did was a big crowd scene when Felicia was walking in to the convention center for the first time, and you kind of scare her and then kind of stalk her a little bit and then walk past her slowly. Uh, how that whole experience? That was awful. <laughs> the atmosphere was fine as far as temperature, but the people were very enamored with a big, soft, cuddly, squishy well, puppy dog. So, exactly. And they're soft. That yeah. Was, yeah. Was sad to say, it stroked you yesterday. <laughs> you were standing close to me, and I just, I had, I wanted to touch. Yeah. It was yeah, so a lot of the extras were kind of snuggling and grabbing my tail and stepping on my feet, which you don't really expect when somebody's wearing a costume that they cannot see anything, yeah. and they don't know who's touching them. Yeah. So people are, yeah, yeah. startling yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, I know you had Handler yeah. the entire yeah. time. You guys work as a, t- as a, yes. a yeah. group. Always, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I noticed that you know, he, whenever you have the, you put the mask on, and also he'll start doing your muzzle and make yeah. sure the hair is... Yeah. The right, sure I'm beautiful. Yeah, yeah, even as a dog. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so after that scene, uh, what other scenes have you done so far? I did a couple looming scenes, uh, lecherous looks and uh, imposing walk-bys. <laughs> I think those would be the definitions. Uh, definitely holding the boba tea was a challenge because they, uh, they filled it to the brim, and I don't know where my hands are when I'm wearing a mask because I can pretty much only see... You know, from my nose up, yeah. and uh, I was just trying not to spill it all over myself. That was hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know a scene that you did yesterday was when uh, I, uh, you guys reveal who you are, yes. or, you know, as Will Wheaton, and you also help Felicia and Tink into yes, the room. Yes, and then also you were in your outfit yeah. as well. Yes. This is the first time we see the girl. Is she a dog? It's a kitty. Kitty. Okay. Yes, uh, little wardrobe swap because we did a little cross-dressing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Bobby's feet were uh, a little bit non-elevating so you were indeed the shorter one for that scene would you make a smashing girl I girl and you get to play the guy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so how was that uh, that was very very quick scene but uh, I think it will establish Will's it was, love uh, for horn dog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for kitty cats apparently yes <laughs> Nice. It was nice also to see the reactions after the shoot because not everybody realized that we were cross-dressing. Oh, yeah. So people were hugging on Bobby thinking it was me. <laughs> and when they indeed saw me in the male costume, were a little taken aback. And I won't say who. Yeah, let's not name any names. No, let's not name any names. <laughs> but they, they might be a little guilty of uh, some inappropriate touching. I told you. I, was, I knew he was in it. Yeah. Was, I was fit. You guys were sitting right next to me, and I'm like, this close to my touch. Yeah, you just have to. Yeah. Oh, we pick, we only pick the softest fur. We, we like to be tactile and snuggly, but not like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Um, let's go ahead and let's plug a little bit. Can people, do you make costumes for other people? Generally, uh, not just because our work schedule is really tight, but we do do some pre-made pieces for furries who want to make costumes, uh, like noses, claws, uh, feet. Are they um, the harder pieces? Generally, when you make a costume, uh, there's going to be parts that are going to be unique per costume, like the head. They're always going to look different, and the feet are generally going to always be different because everybody's foot size is different. Yeah. Different species require different looking toes, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we're trying to get into providing basics because it's really difficult to carve foam and you know it's yeah, I mean, that it's, seems to be... yeah like with the 
a turkey carver and a pair of scissors, you're supposed to make this beautiful piece of artwork that's going to be covered by fur and then look like uh, an expressive, yeah. you know, whatever it is you want to make. So it can be really disheartening when you're doing trial and error trying to make them. And it's, it's a lot of wasted material if you're trying to buy foam, which is getting really expensive. But, uh, yeah, we're trying to just get into providing parts and allowing other people to make costumes so that they can go ahead and have fun like we do and awesome. scare people and <laughs> get people to think, oh, you're a cuddly girl, but you're not. <laughs> All right, so now if people wanted to get a hold of you guys to use in their web series or TV or movies, how would they contact you? We call our studio Dragon Squared, and uh, we can be found at dragonsquared.com. Um, I guess we have to build a website. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely have ambitions to spread the furry cuddliness across the uh, the viewable spectrum. So we're trying to change the view that uh, furries have gotten, that we're not all... Um, icky. Icky. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have CSI, I think, for that. Yes. That's where I Which, first heard the furries and saw yeah. the... The darker side to furries. Yeah, we were definitely happy that the guild contacted us just to put like some really nice costumes yeah. on air because, I mean, shows like CSI used box yeah. out of the box kind of the just Maryland costumes. Yeah. Seeing what they had on screen there. Yeah. yeah. So we just kind of want to make sure that everybody knows, hey, there really are some some cute Yo. things out there. Yeah. 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 And they don't have to all look like disembodied bobbleheads. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, let's talk about the Tink outfit. Because uh, that's a plushie that you guys made also. Yes, uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, the Tink costume was basically a three-day job of no sleeping and intense adrenaline. Uh, I pretty much slept and cracked the whip. Woke up every 15 minutes, got my whip out, made sure she was still working. <laughs> um, it's made uh, pretty much the typical way that we make our bodysuits is just like a an underbody suit and then she was also supposed to be wearing clothes and the head was supposed to be styled after the actress Amy so we had to do our first human foam carving which was definitely a challenge but I think for the most part turned out almost believable yeah we're working with uh, fleece this time with like a fuzzy fleece it's way more harder to hide seams than fur is so that was definitely a big challenge a lot of hand sewing Yes, a lot of hand sewing. But it turned out pretty well, and now uh, they even kept part of the costume in the rest of the shoot. Now Felicia's wearing the the feet for her crazy costume that she's wearing today. Her little black bows, little black bow (laughs) slip-ons. Great. Is there anything else uh, you can think of? Basically, it was such a time constraint for for what was happening because I had a little family emergency. So, and we were from Sacramento, so it um, we got a call basically a week before they were going to start shooting and said, "Hey, can you make this?" And with the family emergency, it boiled it down to only a couple days we had left. So we 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 crunched the suit out in a couple days and overnighted it to set so it could be there. And uh, literally the time frame was, was just so small, but we were able to pull it off, thank God. Yeah. How long does it take for you guys to do a normal furry outfit? Um, I would say a good time frame to set aside for a costume is probably three weeks to a month. Just 
you know, on basis of it's trial and error, mm-hmm. and you really want something to look fantastic. It, it really is a piece of artwork, so, I mean, there will be some times where you'll start and scrap a whole head because you don't like the way it looks. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't have that luxury here, so we had to be very careful. One shot and go. Yeah. yeah. The uh, costumes that the guild was using for the full-body furry costumes were ones that we already had in our wardrobe, but we did tweak them quite a bit to get them guild-ready. Uh, the puppy was made in about a week for a private showing at a convention that we went to a couple months back. And then the kitty was a bodysuit that we pretty much tore apart and then re-sewed because uh, it needed a little freshening up and some fresh panels. Of it's one of my older colors. costumes, so it's been around for about six years. So yeah. it needed the fur. I mean, it's made out of plastic, so it breaks down in time. So Yeah. But we wanted everything to look spruced up and beautiful. Camera ready. Camera ready, and yeah. Now, if you had to make two dogs, can you make one dog and then, like, duplicate it? So is it always a trial and error with every single costume? We do have patterns as far as, like, a body pattern, but it's really hard to make something look identical just because like with the faces it's it's not a pattern it's just carved out and it's like carving away you know clay or something so you can't really so you can't add make back on no like i know with like you know most yeah. people we haven't make, gotten to that point yet. like the halo stuff they can make yeah. one yeah. mold yeah. and then make multiple costumes yours is all individual yeah. every single one, one of them is one of a kind yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah very cool <laughs> I wish you guys can see this stuff up close because it is very impressive. So uh, thanks again for joining me, and I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Look us up, dragonsquared.com. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead. I'm going to be discussing episode 11. Okay. So this is where, this is a big scene. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you're in the blimp. Oh, with Dark Jones and Jillian. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was, um... <laughs> that was fun to do. Talk about the whole experience, because you were on a lift, right? Well, um, I was on the lift for like two seconds, because I know okay. Sean had, he'd mentioned earlier that day, like they wanted to um, like mount the entire thing on, on that, the lift. Yeah. And it's like 10 feet in the air, and yeah. that's not high, but it is high it when is you're high. up there. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't do heights very yeah. well, you know, so I, but if it was going to look awesome, then I was like, okay, fine, I'll take one for the team. Yeah. So, um... Like, like an hour or two later, they called me and um, they just wanted to, like, shoot over my shoulder mm-hmm. um, at a scene with Felicia and Amy. Um, so I had to go in. And I was, like, in full, like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, we talk about that steampunk outfit. Yeah, yeah. I was, so I was, like, I had to, like, climb through it, it, with my boots. I was, like, this is not... <laughs> so, like, we went up and I was, like, I told Darnell, Chris, so I was, like, you have to hold my hand. Just hold my hand for a second because we're good. And then we moved and it was, like, shaky yeah. and, like, we drove... It was... A it was scary, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I heard the shot's great. Yeah, so. yeah. So, hey, it's worth it. Right? It's worth my fear, I guess. <laughs> so let's talk about your uh, your steampunk outfit. Oh, I'm so... It was gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. I I was Kristen so really happy outdid with yourself with that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Kristen got in contact with... Um, what is it? Clockwork Couture, mm-hmm. which um, is really cool. Yeah, and um, she picked that color out. Yeah, and... yeah. And I, I know you I hate actually, that. Like... You hate that blue, but that was a gorgeous. Yeah, that color like, was I good. Did... Yes. Yeah. Like the other one. It's the so other, bright. Uh, and... Yeah, the other avatar. Yeah. Like I look like a Jetson. I think. <laughs> but, um, this one was like, hey, I feel it was gorgeous. Regal. Yeah. Like, I was. I was really happy with it. Yeah. Really How happy. was the corset? It was. Um, it well, I never like actually had to wear a corset before. It seemed very uncomfortable. 
And plus, like, I, they put me into wardrobe super, super early. Yeah. Like, every day for yeah. some reason. So I was, like, literally in a court. Like, they didn't tie it a lot, but yeah. still, like, trying to sit down. Yeah. Or I basically, like, stood for three days because I couldn't sit down. Um, but, and then finally, we were just like, Kristen's like, why don't we just take it off? I was like, thank you. Thank you. I can breathe. But, but you, hey, like, you look yeah, nice. I know. It, it was... like. I would wear a cor- I think we should bring corsets back. Let me yeah. tell you. Like, I ha- actually had, like, a little hourglass. Hourglass. Shape. It you, was yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. And your hair was done nicely. Yeah, and the makeup but, was gorgeous. Per- yeah. that, uh, that was one of your best looks. Yeah, thank player. you. I, I had you know, agreed. You went all... They went all out. They so, did. Yeah. They did. I was, that was super happy with that. Yeah, it was very great. Mm-hmm. Very great. <laughs> I use English well. <laughs> um... Let's go ahead and talk about... Okay, so you come to Tink and Codex Rescue. That's what uh, you said. The oh, over- yeah. That mm-hmm. was why they overhead mm-hmm. you. So you come in, but then the blimp starts crashing. Right. It goes down. And yeah. that was... Um, they had to, like, you know, half of the crew was, like, shaking. So you're in the actual blimp on the ground. Yeah. Okay. But it was on wheels, so yeah. they were, like, moving it. Yeah, against a green screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was shaking, so yeah. we had to, like, kind of, yeah. you know, move with it. And that's good for me, because <laughs> I've never had to do any, like, action yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. So that was fun. And, like, um, Julian and Doug Jones were just, like, really awesome, because they, I mean, they know their shit. Yeah. Sorry. They know what to do, <laughs> yeah. you know? So we're, any scene I, that I was with them, like, I just felt really confident, because I, I mean... They, they yeah. knew what they were doing, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. nice to be. It around. just elevates you. Yeah. to that level. Yeah, you want to be yeah. as good as they are. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm here with Jeff Lewis on the set of season five, and we're discussing episode eleven. So let's go ahead and start with. Uh, um, we got people dancing in the background trying to distract him. I'm used to it. <laughs> it's the furries. It's always yeah. the furries. Big troublemakers. Um, let's go ahead and start with the scene with the make-believe blimp above you yes. as you're controlling it. Yes, I got this box that I use to control it, and it's a, it's a steampunk, I guess, uh, dirigible, dirigible balloon yeah. airship. I still can't say it. Uh, but it was pretty fun. It looks great. It has antennas and little controllers, and so... Yeah. I was kind of moving it, or Vork was controlling it, and then... Um, now, how, hard, I, how hard is it to work with something that's virtual? Because the blimp isn't there. You're just looking up... Oh, I just... Uh, yeah, actually, they, they, they gave me a point. Okay, yeah, he, he point. gave me a point where it would be, it's like an air, air duct or something. Okay. And I just stared right at it, and they told me that's where it was going to be. Okay. So, and I just watched it, and then Sean told me, you know, at some point, you look over and see Madeline, and I drop it. Um gotcha. And uh, Greg Aronowitz, the production designer, was way under there with a to catch it, oh, yeah. so it wouldn't be sure. smashed to pieces. Nice, so that's a little and tidbit. That's cool. Yes, <laughs> just to, <laughs> if you don't want your uh, airship controller to smash, have Greg Aronowitz <laughs> under you. Um, and then I see Madeline, and uh, we uh, whisper something to each other. You know, I'm I'm sorry or whatever. And then yeah. then the blimp starts coming towards her. A very that's scary the, moment. That's the end of the episode. Uh, oh, is it really? Yeah. That's oh, my God. I don't yeah, even, I don't even know. With, uh, you trying to fix it. And right. And then I see her. And, and you see her. Uh-oh. That's why right. I go, uh-oh. That's right. And that's how it is. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time and chatting with me. Oh, you're welcome. Days. Thank you for uh, having me. 
Ladies, I'm here with Greg Aronowitz. We're here discussing episode 11, second to the last episode. Yeah, we are rounding those bases. That's right. The home, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I try to make sports analogy. It's, uh, I don't know anything about that. It was sounding good. That if is. you didn't say anything, it would have it passed with no problem. I wasn't sure if I was right. Like, are they bases? Or... Uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about the costumes. Now, I know you didn't have a huge part in that, but I just want to get your opinion about all the cast costumes. Fantastic. Well, the cast costumes, yeah. I, I yeah, I had very little to do with that. But, you know, uh, Kristen and I love to work together, so I always sneak in there for a few little get your things. Opinion like, in, yeah. And, <laughs> well, not even opinion, <laughs> just, you know, the, like she's, the whole thing with the guild crew is everyone's always trying really hard to, like, just expand every possible aspect of the show and, like, just go, you know, beyond the means to make it better and so yeah. there's a lot of times we like cross pollinate in order to be able to you know help each other and you know support these overwhelming tasks yeah. so you know for instance um on the vork chewbacca uh that's you know i'm a huge star wars fan so yeah, it's like any chewbacca shirt right I'm, look at that oh, <laughs> and he looks like a mop you know it's like so in the early production meetings when they're like okay he dresses like chewbacca and you know, I couldn't help but throw out ideas. I thought it's supposed to be all found objects, so I thought it would be hilarious if his, you know, head was made of a mop. Um, so I put that out there, and I think she did an awesome job with that. But then I made the soap bandolier. Okay, yes. Know? So, again, totally funny. Like, you get it. It looks like bandolier, and uh, she designed it, but then asked me if I can make, like, all the fake soaps and stuff. And yeah. Red 5 did the... Uh, the graphics and then we made the little paper things that go around it and i love that thing i, I think all the all the costumes are amazing i mean it's you know i mean tink of course looks spectacular she yes, has all, all season um you know it's just like the icing on the cake it's like the most intense costume and makeup and uh codex is just ridiculous you know it's like you know i don't know if this was mentioned at all but the whole like underwear thing mm-hmm that's like real. That's not. Those weren't like stunt underwear. That's <laughs> Felicia's underwear. She has this obsession with you know wearing this pair of underwear with no structural integrity whatsoever, and they they're always just hanging out. She's always like, <laughs> "We'll be in meetings," and she's like, "Greg," and I'll look over and she'll like be stretching the thing like over her arm and like, "What are you doing?" So I don't know if she decided to expose that in the show or if it was something that. Sean was making fun of her or Kim was making fun of her. There's a lot of like revealing things in this season about, you know, little things kind of almost about everybody involved. Yeah. It might not be direct. It may be like, you know, a trait given to a character, but there's a lot of stuff that Felicia drew from real life that just reflects all our dark secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, Zabu. Yes. The butterfly. What the hell? Yeah, I had fun talking to Sandeep about that. That was the greatest. And Kim really nailed that makeup. Like, that was a super intense thing. But he, he pulled it off with his yeah. furry chest. And it's and then Vince, chest. like, that was funny. Like, what a perfect way to have that, like, segue of, uh, you know, product placement yeah. to make it fun. and then, it To outfit. And then Clara just looked gorgeous. Gorgeous, you know. Gorgeous, and, yes. I mean, 
just I love that color and yep. just the cut and the Everything little hat about, I mean, and the little curl with the hair. Yeah. Everything they did an incredible job on her. And the thing is, you know, if anyone is watching it and be like, Oh my god, I wanna look like that, just clockwork couture. There you go. You know, they will hook you yeah, up. Yeah, like, they that will. is all real stuff. From top to bottom, yeah. It's great stuff. And uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about let's talk about the the dirigible. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I had the hardest the blimp <laughs> uh, so we see more of it obviously in this yes. episode um, so who came up with the concept so just did when you read it in the script is that what you pictured or did it go through several changes and no it, it I mean because when you read it it's a dirigible and you're like did you even know what a dirigible was <laughs> I didn't know when, when I read it in the script. I, I did, I did, but you know, I mean, I've always been a steampunk fan, okay. and a, and a um, not the original steampunk, but just like the whole Rocketeer. You know yes. what I mean? Um, you know that whole comic just always had the airships and the yeah. dirigibles, and you know, I mean, just all the Jules Verne stuff. I mean, yeah. it was just an amazing time in human history when those things were real where they're and you know they're still like the Goodyear blimp yeah, and everything so. is still around and they're always fascinating it's like they've been around now forever but it's like if one's flying in the sky people yeah. stop you and stop look and at st- it yeah and, that's true um and just the way that they're designed the way they work the way that sometimes they don't work like the Hindenburg <laughs> you know and, but we keep doing it it's like yeah. you know it's like I got an idea let's make a giant balloon full of uh, you know <laughs> explosive yeah uh, yeah um, so, you know, they're just super cool. So it's awesome to ha- have an opportunity because there's not a lot of times where that comes into play. Anymore, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But I think I talked about this in the past, but I was having lunch with Felicia to talk about a completely different project. And um, she was still on the fence, as she always is in between seasons. Like, is there another season? And, yeah. But she was like, you know, I think we're going to do it. And I don't really have the full story yet but she said you know the one thing i know for sure clara's into steampunk she's pregnant so she can't party and drink with everybody else so she turns her addictive personality onto steampunk Mm -hmm. and you know just is all about it and um at the end of the season she's like i don't know how i'm gonna get there but somehow i want clara to save the day by coming in this giant steampunk airship yeah and we were just standing on a corner, uh, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I was sure. like, you know, as always, like if Felicia says it, it's just like, well, sign me up because yep. it's going to be awesome. You know? yeah. So um, so before I even had a script, I knew that, that was gonna be... there was a possibility, you know. She also usually doesn't like stray from her ideas. So yeah. I was pretty sure... It would end up there. So I, I was having thoughts about it. And I guess, you know, as I said, I just said, I don't want to contradict myself, that there's not a lot of opportunity to do, uh, you know, dirigibles or blimps. But at the same time, when you go to steampunk in, you know, uh, just comics and literature, yeah. and um, it's used a lot. So my main objective was, as opposed to like, how do I design this? I thought more about, well, how do I do something that hasn't been done before? You know? And one of my 
first thoughts was like the inverted balloon, mm -hmm. you know? So I did a cage where the fabric was being pulled in as opposed to being puffed out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was a small thing, but I felt like it really gave it a different feel. And I started working on that design. And then Sean and I had a meeting. And this, again, was like before the script was finished. And um, he was like, you know what? It's like this should be... It's a steampunk dirigible, but because uh, Zabu is building it, it should be all found object. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not going to get 3,000 feet of, you know, copper all tubing copper material, and, yeah. yeah, like, and giant clocks. And it's like, he's going to find stuff in Vork's van yeah. and stuff in the hotel room. And so that, we pitched that to Felicia and, um, you know, she totally, she's like, that totally makes sense. Go for it. So that started really kind of solidifying what it was. So I kept the basic, like, if you take my original drawing and then the final thing, the shapes are all the same, but the, you know, the materials, materials are, are all existing things. So we had to figure out what those would be and then just try to make it be somewhat logical. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's where, like, the... um leaf blowers came into play and you know because it has to like push forward yeah. you know and yeah and then what kind of stuff would you find in a hotel room well you'd find like a box spring so that would be you know the base of it they'd all be standing on a box spring and you'd find towels and shower curtains and yeah. that became the fabric um and then uh you know, there's weird things like the pool skimmer because there'd probably be a pool at the hotel and and the the safety cones um, and then we did the the door from Vork's van, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And and this and I probably shouldn't always publicly admit these things, but I figure it's better to cut to the chase than have someone else point it out. At least you know I'm aware of it. But this is one of those little things when I watch the episodes that like I just always cringe and and I have regrets. But the we made the fake door to go up on the blimp mm -hmm. and. In all of the conversations, it was like, well, we're never really going to see the – we'll just catch, like, pieces of it. We're never going to look right at the full-size door. Yeah. Um, we'll see that when we see the whole blimp, which will be a miniature. And, of course, you know, everything, as you mentioned earlier, uh, that we were finishing it in the parking lot moments before filming. And uh, the door was, you know, a hard to uh, – to create, like, make it lightweight, but have all the shapes of a big it metal door, like and have it look. But the one thing it's missing is the the handle, like the door handle. And I had a moment where I was like, "Oh, I should just put some like chrome tape on there, so it looks like." And then I'm like, "Ah, you know what? We're never gonna see it. Like, it's so high up in the air, yeah. you know. And the top of the blimp doesn't exist in the full size. It's just the bottom yeah. half. Yeah. And then, of course." There it is. It's like, you know, we look right up at it. Mm -hmm. You know, Vork's like, is that my door? It's like, boom. And I was like, oh. And I wanted, when when Sean decided to do that shot, I wanted to be like, give me five minutes. I need a ladder. I was going to put something up there. But the thing is, it was like, you know, 20 feet up in the air. Yeah. And we were already, like, was, running behind. So I just let it go. And, uh, yeah, I, I lose sleep over it. So. <laughs> So if anyone wants to be like, that door has no handle, then now you know why, and I'm aware. <laughs> nice. Um, 
Now, were you there? Because I know you're a big comic book fan. We had Stan Lee mm-hmm. was our final big cameo. Was I there? Were you there for that shoot? <laughs> and I had to ask. Well, I mean, I guess it was set up because you were. It was done here, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't now. so much like, it was, was I there? <laughs> the question is, was he here? Was he really here? Stan Lee you was in my house. You have proof. It's on video. I, yeah, well, he signed my um, my Spider-Man. I have oh, nice. all of the Legends in Three Dimensions um, sculptures. Yeah. I have them on display, like in this room. Yeah. It's kind of boring <laughs> without this you know, room visuals. This room is not boring. I mean, to, to, be, to be talking about <laughs> oh, okay. it and have it be like a podcast, but um, maybe Kenny will post some pictures. I've taken plenty of pictures of his rooms here, yeah. But a lot of the uh, sculptures that are on display are not the the store ones, the, you know, like the product ones. They're the actual originals. So I have the original of Spider-Man and Stan Lee signed it but yeah that was like one of the greatest phone calls i've ever gotten in my life kimmy was like stan's schedule has changed we can't shoot him at the location so we have to push it till after the shoot yeah we need some place that looks basementy and i thought we could use part of your shop and i was like wait like stanley would come here and she's like yeah i'm like sold so i mean yeah how cool is that like so is it this section that we're sitting in now no it's actually out in oh it's in one of the yeah it's it's in the machine room that's right that's why they're he's sitting between two bandsaws yeah that's right that's right and it totally plays i mean you know chris darnell and and sean becker are masters so you know i feel like most people would show up and have something in their mind that they wanted to see like a boiler room or something yeah. and kind of panic like we're in this little tool yeah. shop and how are we going to make this sell but I don't, you don't question it at all no. you know we hung some like banners like Megacon like all um, rolled up like it's like part storeroom yeah. part yeah but yeah I was I was in heaven it's just like <laughs> you know I mean he you don't get more iconic than Stan Lee yeah this uh, my studio we call it the barnyard I'm sure you're I've yes. mentioned that before, <laughs> but um, it's had a lot of visitors. You know, Spielberg's been here. Um, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger's been here. Like all kinds of you know actors. And, yeah. But I don't know. There's just something so amazing about having Stan the man. Nice. You know. Nice. Cool. <laughs> so you don't have to do much art for that room. I actually had to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> it was like the opposite. <laughs> Did you help then, with the the blip effects at all? Towards um, the end, we see it floating around. Yeah, well, the the crowds. I did the miniature, so okay. Mazin actually, How big is that it is three foot high, and it's about three foot square. Okay, that's big. Yeah, it's. it's I always think of miniatures as like tiny little things. You're <laughs> just like the Guild Hall. You're like, oh, it was only six feet wide. I'm like, oh, that's huge. Well, the thing is, I mean, Star Wars was actually the first movie to go in and do like small scale miniatures because of the techniques that they were using with mm-hmm. the stop motion and everything. But if you look back at like all the Harryhausen stuff and you know all, whenever they did like World War One movies or those things were huge. Like the battleships would be like fifteen foot long, wow. and the, it's it's all about relative scale. And the smaller you make something, the less detail there is. Mm-hmm. The the more the human eye can detect that it's not real, real, you know? So if you're doing something like the Titanic, you know, you don't want to do like a two foot miniature, you know? I mean, if, did you ever see those? Like the pictures of Cameron with like, that was like a 20 foot long miniature. It's huge, but compared to an actual boat, it's nothing. But he wanted to do these shots, like going over everything and seeing like 
wood grain in yeah. the deck and you know so I wanted to be able to have like enough detail that it would connect to the full size one so mm-hmm. it's exactly one six scale so it's Barbie doll scale okay um but I mean we could have done it smaller it just would have started becoming less believable with yeah. you know in the details you yeah. know uh, like if you take a little you know F-16 or something like a, a a Ravel kit and you build it and then you film it if you're doing a distant shot but if you're doing close up you, you it still it. looks like a model yeah. so that's why we do it and plus it's awesome souvenir <laughs> you know what I mean? the I'm problem it's is somewhere though, around here yeah it's still here the problem is though, when you get really you know into the the larger scales um where do you put all this stuff yeah it's like so huge yeah but um yeah we we created that whole thing i made little uh i took ken and barbies and made them look like, look like the you know nice the three people yeah the the people and stuck it in there for some of the shots and then it was all green screened and uh yeah tom conkle did all the compositing there's one shot that i did with amish ivers but that's next week. That's right. We got got to hold. Can't <laughs> it's talk the, cli- about it's the cliffhanger of this episode. Hi guys. <laughs> Who's this? This is Sloane. I'm Greg's assistant. Yeah, you so. may have heard her in previous episodes. She's been tiptoeing around us, <laughs> working as we're interviewing Greg. So she's been really good at being quiet. And yeah. but we never saw you in episode. That. How did that happen? Yeah, how did you? I don't know. Involved in... I've never been in a. I've never been an extra in a guild. Because you're always there. I'm, yeah, Sloan I'm always is always there. there supporting me. And getting Pepsis, <laughs> running giant Pepsis to Greg. But you'll have, next season you'll just have to do a cameo where you just run across with a giant Pepsi. And, and, the giant, like, and then they'll remember and her. The giant oh, Pepsi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. All right. Go back to work. All right. <laughs> my my favorite 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 part of this whole episode has to be. Sean Becker's cameo. Yes. The Becker corn. Yes, it's so cool. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. <laughs> he was like so excited about it too. And now, you know, it's funny because I know all directors have this. Like I think all like just filmmakers have, you know, you, you deal with the overall show and there's all these elements, but then there's like that one thing that you obsess about because it's just somehow important to you. And for Sean, it was the computer. Yeah. Um, it just came up that, um, <laughs> that, uh, Vince with blades. Yeah. Uh, you guys are used to this by now, so just do, deal with me, you know, but, um, uh, Blades would be up on stage and he would say, does anyone have a computer? Because he wants to show yeah. his online yeah. thing. And Sean was like, I want my cameo to be me grabbing a laptop and just whipping it as hard as I can at Blades. And I said whipping it. I'm from Jersey. So, <laughs> um, it was either that or chucking it. So Yeah. But... Uh, you know, so that was like its whole a whole project onto itself to make a, a computer that can be thrown and wouldn't be damaged, but also wouldn't kill yeah. Vince. That, would be, that so, would be nice. So I just got a like a protective cover of for a laptop uh-huh. and um, put brackets to have it stay open at a ninety degree angle, and then I took photos of the screen and the the oh, keyboard of my computer. And uh, put foam into the uh, 
the plastic cover so that it had thickness yeah. and glued the, the photo of the thing. And um, I wouldn't say what it is, but if you guys look <laughs> really close at the when it when it whips by, um, <laughs> you'll see on the screen I had pulled up something in my browser when I photographed it, and it's kind of like a double. Easter egg wow. on the screen. I'll have to go back yeah. and look. I didn't notice it. It goes by so quick. Yeah, but you do see it. it. You do see it. Nice. So, um, yeah, but Sean just, his face, like he was just so <laughs> angry and it was perfect. So I was just glad to participate in that and, and make him happy that he got to throw something at Blades. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, I think that is going to do it for this episode. Thanks for chatting. Hey guys, I have a very special guest with us. It's Hesley Harp. She is actually, actually she's playing two roles, but we'll talk to her later about another role. But uh, the key role that she's playing, she is one of the twins. But she, what's odd about this is that you never see her face. So you only see her body. And you never hear her voice either. But she's crucial to uh, the whole twin thing working properly. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. So why don't you just tell me, how did you get involved in this whole process? Well, I guess Thursday afternoon, um, I was checking my email, and I had an email from an old friend of mine, Brian Kamioka, who's currently a second-second AD on the Guild, and he said that they were kind of in a situation where they needed somebody to be a body double for someone who was playing a set of twins, and that he was pretty sure that my measurements were exactly the same, and were they the same as on all of my web materials. So I wrote him back. I said, yes, they are the same. I would love to participate. You know, go ahead and and book me for Sunday. So he did. Nice. And uh, let's talk about uh, the first scene that you did. Uh, Which one was it? Do you remember the first scene? Um, Well, it's when you guys uh, come in all dressed up. Yes. So introduce yourself in like the native uh, outfits. Yes. So we're in our native outfits, and she's very surprised by this. And we just think it's... Very funny, so, you know, oh, you, you know, so we just are delighted and trying to fit in and think that we're the best sisters in the world, yeah, and, yeah. you know, she obviously is very embarrassed by um, the situation. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, now, how, does it, how did you guys do the, the two different people? I mean, because I know you guys are just a little bit different with the hair, so you, and, and the faces, the... Definitely, definitely. We um, one of the twins is engaged, and we have different masks, and um, we have different hairstyles. So, basically, we would set up to shoot it from one side, and then shoot it from the other side. So it always looks like Leslie, who is playing both twins, um, is a set of twins. However, every time we switched, we would have to be very careful to switch name badges to physically switch our wigs, the engagement rings, our fans, and also our masks. So we kind of had a checklist that we went through every time to make sure that we had completed the transformation. But since we are pretty much identical in size, it's just our faces that are different. Yeah, Yeah, because like the back shots, they can show both of you. So you're actually being seen. It's true. Mm -hmm. Over the shoulder. Yes, yes. So I... I may be there over the shoulder, yeah. but um, you will never see my face. Yeah. I think there might be one shot that was pretty funny. I think it's going to work out where there was a situation where you do have to see both of us at the mm-hmm. same time, but I covered my face almost completely with my mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Oh, so um, it's kind of 
funny if that ends up being still in it, which I'm pretty sure yeah. it will. You just see, like, my eyes a little bit. But um, lots of camera tricks and people standing in front of me and, yeah. you know, strategic use of the fan <laughs> to make it look like we were a set of twins. Yeah. That's awesome. And then today you're doing another scene. You actually are, are introduced to Tink's supposed engaged person. <laughs> yes. Um, her alleged fiancé. We believe that Tink actually has just become engaged for real, and we are very excited. So it's a scene where we are running down the aisle at the costume ball to meet him for the first time. And... Um, we are very excited to do that. So it was another situation where we'd shoot it from one side, then shoot it from the other. So it looks like Leslie is on both sides, but actually we were switching our wigs and all of our other yeah. accessories. Well, I noticed that you guys would say, um, he's so cute. You mm -hmm. guys did it perfectly, both of you guys. Yeah. Perfectly timed together. Yeah. You know, the funny thing, um, we're playing a set of twins um, that have similar names, uh, Tara and Laura, and her name, the actress playing uh, the set of twins, her name is Leslie, and my name is Hesley. So, I mean, it's kind of like it was meant to be, and we definitely had the same kind of yeah. feel for how the role was going to be, and it was yeah. very energetic and excited. So when we, we practiced that line together, we just kind of got it. So it worked perfectly. We, we had a lot of fun with it. That's awesome. And uh, we'll talk later about your other character once you actually do it, because we're right in the middle of shooting season five, and she hasn't quite done it yet. So. It's true. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and talk about, are you a fan of the guild? I am a fan of the guild. You know, it's amazing when you hear the word web series, it's kind of like the guild is the first series that comes to your mind. It's, you know, the first one that really broke out. It has an extremely loyal, excited fan base, and it's such an interesting, like, world mm -hmm. to delve into mm -hmm. in a series. So I was absolutely thrilled to have the opportunity to kind of jump on board and lend a hand in such a way. That's fantastic. And how has this whole experience been? Have you worked on other web series or TV or other things like that? Yeah, I've worked on other web series and I've worked a little bit in television. You know, I'm an actor, so I'm out there trying to act. Yeah. But um, this was a really amazing experience. Everyone is incredibly positive and welcoming. And I got to know, you know, the cast introduced themselves to me right off the bat and just i mean i felt like i've been working here a while it was very comfortable yeah yeah well i really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me yeah of course absolutely it was wonderful thanks so much and do you have any websites or anything you want to plug that people can find you yeah i mean you can follow me on twitter at hesley harps i'll go ahead and spell it since yeah. my name's so unusual it's h-e-s-l-e-y-h-a-r-p-s -E and you can check out my website www.hesleyharps.com for my reel and all sorts of fun things there too food blog i was we were discussing that at a lunch uh yesterday yes i have a food challenge blog on Tumblr, you can find me on Tumblr at Hesley versus Food if you want to see me battle some truly outrageous yeah. large foods. I'm it's a very incredible. small girl. You're so tiny, I can't <laughs> imagine you eating half of what you're yeah. eating. I love a good challenge. Challenge me, send me some awesome ideas for food you'd like to see me eat on my blog. I love submissions from fans. <laughs> great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm here with the one and only Doug Jones. 
Uh, thank you for joining me again. Of course. It's my pleasure to come back here and talk with you and all these nice people listening. <laughs> I love you all, Madly. Great. And let's discuss uh, the fairly big scene that you guys had towards the end of the show. Yes. Uh, you're a part of the costume contest. Yes. And this, this was the scene that when I read the script, I thought, oh, this is rather ambitious for a <laughs> web series. Uh, but man, I, they pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, Greg Aronowitz with his uh, art direction and his uh, set oh, no. design, his prop building, yeah. that dirigible. Uh, well, you say it, it very well. I can't say dirigible. it. I just call it a blimp. <laughs> or a blimp, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I don't know what the difference is in definition between the two. Someone out there in, li- in listener land will. But yeah. uh, was this like amazing concoction of... Uh, you know, copper piping and grocery carts and shower curtains. And, yeah. you know, it was amazing and hilarious. Um, so floating into the, into the, into the, when we were announced and floating into the crowd was, uh, you know, a little bit of green screen work behind, you know, to, to make yeah. that happen because we couldn't actually float, yeah. believe it or not, <laughs> folks. <laughs> so, uh, oh, it was just so, so fun to be a part of this whole, whole, uh, this whole family. Yeah. And it really is, does feel like a family here on this production. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And um, we are missing one person. Yeah. Um, she well, started off on the show, and unfortunately, right. due to um, unforeseen circumstances, right. well, we, we couldn't we, continue. The, the steampunk uh, team, yeah. that, that, uh, that um, Robin's character, um, uh, uh, Clara, yeah. come, comes and finds, there were three of us. Uh, and uh, there was, uh, there was uh, uh, Lizette and, uh, and Alina and myself. And Alina was played uh, by Mar- uh, Marissa, who is now uh, we couldn't couldn't finish out all the episodes with us because because uh, she took ill. Uh, I think she's been she's been um, battling a little bit of lupus mm-hmm. here and there, yeah, which you know uh, something like that. You, you, oh, you don't wish that on anybody. Yeah. Uh, so bless her heart. She and you would never know because those first scenes we shot together. She she's so young, beautiful, healthy. You know, postured and, and, and elegant. And uh, so, so I'm, I'm sure she'll be, she'll be bounced back soon. It's one of those things where it's just the timing, um, you know, which right? Which is it was it was just bad timing. Yeah. So, so um, she'll she'll be back at it soon, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, and uh, I would love to work with her again. Uh, we, we did miss her, so there was a little bit of a rewrite to get. Yeah. But I think I think it actually worked in the end because um, um, in that first scene that you meet us in, we allude to. Uh, another member of our team that, that was was lost in an unfortunate uh, pogo stick accident, and then now we have uh, you know uh, Alina's bit t- uh, took took ill to the influenza, and then we have right, and then now so the steampunkers are you know we're all full of ourselves, but we're destined for doom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think this is, this has been so so much fun to be on the show. Um, it's so well written. Felicia's writing is beyond funny and 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 quirky and and intelligent. She's a very smart writer, mm-hmm. and so it's always fun for an actor to be able to deliver scenes and dialogue uh, written by someone who's so smart and funny. Uh, so that's been this has been a treat for me, um, and uh, and then to work with this cast. I mean, all six of the of the regulars on this show are. You can tell there's such a family unit there, and, and I, I've, I've guest starred on a lot of TV shows before in my past, um, and and you can sometimes feel like the country cousin who's, you know, sort of a part of the family but not really. Yeah. And these people made all of us feel so incredibly welcome. Um, even our background actors have all been such a part of this huge family that's just coming together to make something really fun and creative happen. Yeah. And uh, uh, so that that has been a complete joy for me, and, and made it different than any other TV show I've been on. Yeah. 
Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. I'm a huge fan, so this is an honor to be able to talk to you not once, but several times. We've so. had fun. We've had yes, fun, haven't we? Yay. Yay. Yeah, yeah. It's been great. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, guys. I'm here with Sandeep, and we're here discussing episode 11. Yes. This is a fairly big one, second to the last. Second to the last big... Uh, I I'd, I'd consider 11 and 12 both sort of the climax yes. of the, the series. Yeah, they could um, typically run together and be one huge episode. But. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of good stuff in this one. Yes. <laughs> let's go ahead and start with... Um, let's start with the blimp that Greg made. Oh, yeah. you get to reveal it. Right. We did... Re- yes. But seeing it for, the, for you, just as yourself, seeing it, not Zabu. I guess at that point, I'm not surprised by anything Greg does. <laughs> Greg and company. I mean, I, I I know he only had like three. No, I think he he was like when, when I was parking. Morning, yeah. Yes, in the parking. I, I was morning. I was parking. They were still they were still building it, yes. and uh, that's that's the thing with Greg. I mean, he like he is such a perfectionist that um, he will be literally building or painting until la- till, until they call yeah, yeah. action. Yeah. Um, and uh, it because you know we just don't have the time or the budget for to really afford yeah. like as much time you know this this whole season the entire budget wouldn't have covered the art budget yeah. of uh, of uh, if we did this in a normal yeah in the normal way normal non web series <laughs> um way yeah so incredible. yeah you know it just it takes people it takes e- extra effort from people like Greg and yeah. uh, well, you across know, the board you worked with like Neil and I had yeah. tons of yeah, Legend Nail, special effects, and absolutely, and know. none of that is not none of that is possible yeah. without without people just putting in the elbow grease and and just saying you know I know my rate is is the worst thing possible you know I always try to hire people that have the attitude of like when I agree to do something I'm going to do it yeah to the fullest you know I'm yes. going to give it not that I'm only getting paid so much I'm only going to give you so much you know it's the people that are like yeah I work as hard as my rate that I yeah. I tend to not bring back on board yep. um, and you know they're just those people who put in the extra effort because those are the ones I you know I want to go to war with because yeah. that's what shooting is I mean it, I mean, not to <laughs> trivialize uh, real wars or anything but in a sense it's just sort of like you have you know just a certain amount of time and money and um to, to produce something great, and you know, there, there's an infinite amount of places mm-hmm. you could go with certain things, you know, and and so you have to really, as a director, uh, pick and choose how you're going to expend those resources to create the story, yeah, to to service the story as best you can, you know, um, and so the people that you want on board are just the ones that like you're that are going to take the f- sort of figurative bullet for you and work. The, you know, through the night, yeah. you know, I mean, like a lot of times these guys, you know, Greg and, and, oh, and the rest yeah. of his crew, they don't sleep, man. I mean, it's, it's not good. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, you know, sometimes you, we have to force them to be like, no dude, like just yeah. stop. Cause you know, you guys for safety yeah. reasons, yeah. Yeah. like you guys got to sleep. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, like I think, paint, I think Greg would, you know, paint and carve probably in his sleep to get <laughs> yeah. the show done, and that's just the the type of mentality you you want people to have. You know, they just I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fight to the bitter end to make it as great as possible. Yeah. Um, and so when you see something like the blimp and see, I, I'm still only watching the assembly. You know, I'm gonna see. I'm sure the visual effects in the end are gonna look yeah, the miniature awesome. and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So good. So the, you know, Legend of Neil, the third season was the first time I'd ever worked with miniatures before uh, with Greg. You know, yeah. but this is sort of old hat to Greg. Yeah. But you know, he also built the miniature. Fork, uh, 
for the or he built that entire miniature uh what do you call guild hall yes um so this is not the first time that, that we'll we'll have miniatures but it's just it's just the little things like that 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 set this show i think apart from oh definitely the other ones you know not, not the little things I and mean, this is kind of a ma- very major thing but you know it's 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 having that talent that makes i think the guild yeah. great and i've memorable. always said greg Orlando, which was the best thing that happened to the guild i mean it's the guild was fantastic but yeah it definitely got elevated yeah it's just like it took it to t- took it to a new level and yeah. you know and and now we're starting to see, and this probably leads in well to our final cameo of the season. Yes, and of course um, he's with you. Yeah, you I, I, I get him. Cameo. I got, I got. You didn't the, get Nathan Fillion though. I didn't get Nathan Fillion. No, no, you know, you honestly, did, I didn't. I didn't get a lot of the uh, like. You know, I remember seeing the call sheet for the like the celebrity day. Where yeah. Was, like, oh, that's the party. right. Yeah. And so it was you like I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't called for those, those days. Guys. Yeah, Vince got them all, and I was like, God, that's bullshit. You know, I want to hang out with Rick Fox and, yeah, you know, yeah. like it, it was, um, you know, and Grant Imahara and like those dudes and uh, at least meet them, you but know. But you've got I, some pretty epic But ones. yeah, dude, I, mean, I can't, the biggest ones, I like, cannot the complain. Yeah, um, the geekdom. I, I cannot mean. complain, you know. So let's when talk Stanley. Talk Stanley. So Stanley, <laughs> um, man, is he a cool dude. You know, he's a, he's a legend, as yeah. we say in the show. Um, and, yeah, it was... Uh, you you knew we had to go someplace big, and I think, I think in the original script actually it said Stanley, um, but I think it said it as like sort of a placeholder for someone yeah. legendary. I think because, a lot of those names were like placeholders. That's who she wanted. Yeah, but she's like you know who knows. Who I mean, it's pop- like you know Felicia's gotten really big in the convention circuit, and you know Stan is really big in the conventions, and uh, believe they were both repped by Aaron Gray, who mm-hmm. is playing our wonderful uh, Madeline slash Charity. Yeah, um, and so it was. It was all possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just a matter of like schedules working out, and you know, making sure he's interested. And you know, Stan clearly adores Felicia. Yes. Uh, when I, when he came on set, he's just like, you know, I don't know. Felicia does her whatever her, uh, uh, whatever she poisons people with. Uh, her like whatever charm, her succubus charm. Uh, it worked on Stan Lee. Boy, it worked on Neil Gaiman and Stan Lee in, in real ways. Um, but yeah, St- yeah, Stan was like, you know, psyched to be there. He's so like gracious. He was so gr- he was gracious for the for the for the gig, which is fine. I mean, I don't think we paid him anything. Uh, but I think he was just like he was just he just seems like he doesn't take anything for granted. Yeah. You know, even though he's you know supremely famous in the comic world and yeah. you know gets to. You know, is watching all of his creations become big movies, and you know he's. We're talking, talking about like what what was his favorite um, cameo, and to me, and I was like, mine was Mallrats, actually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, he. I think what did he say? He does a ton of cameos. I mean, he does a million cameos in all of his movies. I'm trying to remember what the, uh, this is bad that I don't remember what he said. Um, well, he listed a bunch of them. He liked he liked his Thor one because we had just seen Thor. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was just like it's just cool to be talking with Stanley about I mean, yeah. about his creations. You, you know, think about I mean, what he made. Yeah, I mean, no, it's incredible. He's done it all. Yeah, friggin' X Men, Spider Man, all of it. Uh, yeah. You know, the, all the stuff that informed my childhood in such a real way. Yes. You know, I was like, and I was like, you know, yeah, I was and walking around with pencils. With <laughs> I was walking around with pencils in my uh, my hand, strapped to my wristwatch. You know, as Wolverine. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, to to be able to meet the guy and hang out with the dude that's sort of behind it all was yeah. pretty pretty awesome. And I know Sean is like he's a real big comic book fan, you know, like he oh, like, Sean, yeah. like reads every, everything. Yeah. Um I was more of a 
you know, animated X-Men series. I, I was a TV kid. Yeah. Um, I didn't really read a lot of comics. My parents but wouldn't there, buy them you for know, me. We wouldn't have that if there was no Stanley. <laughs> well, exactly. So, so like, I mean, uh, yeah. Still him. Of course, of course. And, yeah. um, you know, so to be able to act with him was, was really cool. And he was, you know, very funny. Uh, he uh, was so willing was to make scripted? fun of himself. Uh, there, there was a few... Th- most of it was improvised. I don't think he had a lot of lines scripted because um, we weren't sure like what he was wanted to do. It was funny because he was like, uh, he had a couple like you know like a run of like four or five sentences together. I think at one point, and I remember him saying like he's like usually I only do a sentence at a time. <laughs> like he's like I'm not really I'm not ba- you know I'm not big into the, into yeah, he's the acting. Not the actor, yeah. He's not an actor. actor. Um, and, and he was like yeah. So he, he he was like this is a real challenge for me. And you know he was oh, that man, was great. It, it was, he was great, though. He was willing to do anything, you know, be, have his head, you know, suffocated in the bag and be tied up. And he was just, like, willing to do all that. And, and then also sort of, you know, we thought it would be really funny because I, I remember I was like, hey, this is a real opportunity to sort of justify why I'm in this costume. Because, like, we hadn't really done that in the script. Yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, Zabu's in that costume. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I just don't want people thinking that Zabu, like... what you picked. Yeah, like, like he wants to be in this costume. Um... It's already bad enough that he turns down Codex. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's funny. It's like, I, I, but I kind of love this about Zabu's character, though, is that he's, he is, like, kind of ambiguously sexualized, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm not really sure what, where he's ever going to land, you know? Yeah. Um, I think he's still learning. I think he's still figuring things out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was, yeah. So what were we talking about? Stanley. We were talking about the uh, scene that you added with oh, the yeah, yeah, costume. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, Yes. Okay. So yeah, we're talking about yeah. I was like, oh, this is a prime opportunity for us to justify my costume. You know, like have Stan Lee basically say, hey, is that is that one of my characters? Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's just created so many. Yeah. Um, and he was such a sport about it. He was he was like he was because like at, you know how do you push Stan Lee and be like, hey, is it cool if we sort of make fun of the fact that you've like created Chris a million so characters and like yeah. you don't even can't remember <laughs> them. And, you know, like, you know, it's just like, you don't know how someone's going to take it. Like, yeah. what, you think I'm senile and old? You yeah, yeah, sons yeah. of bitches, I'm out of here. So, yeah. you know, like, we did, you know, I was like, okay, Felicia, you, you do it. You t- he loves you. So, <laughs> uh, and so, like, she, you know, Felicia kind of, like, ran up by him, and he was, like, totally into it. He was yeah. like, yeah, that's funny. And, you know, and yeah. like, maybe you can say something like, you know, ah, well, screw it, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, and he, yeah. and he did it, it's and it was so, so funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's, 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 like, for him, you know, anybody who has... Who has uh, the ability to make fun of themselves? I always like tend to respect more. He's a good person because yeah. they don't just don't take themselves that yep. seriously. It's like, hey, look, I created he who he is. a lot of people create lots of things, and it's and yeah. it's somewhat luck, you know, when things really take off for you. Like yeah. you have to be you have to be talented, but it's also the right place at the right time. Yep. And I think that Stanley's one of those guys that's like, hey, look, yeah, I worked my ass off, and yes, I'm talented, but you know, a lot a lot of things went my way. Yeah. Um, and you know, whenever you can kind of like. Hey, you know, I create a lot of probably crappy characters too. You know, like and it, it, you're like, oh, okay, I respect that too, yeah. because a lot of it is sort of you throw some ideas out yeah. there and you see how people respond and you win some, you lose some. You know, yeah. like that's truly the way it goes. Yeah. Um, and so he was, he was totally a, a sport. Uh, and awesome. yeah, that last line, that Felicia, that's one of those lines that Felicia wrote, and I knew it was one of those lines that like she's like, don't touch this line. Like this yeah. is my line, <laughs> uh, and it's and it's brilliant. So I didn't, you know, like. Uh, it, so yeah. your response to it was scripted. No, that I kind of rattled off. Well, I, I don't know what they're going to keep in the final well, that's cut. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I did. I did sort of rattle off whatever reaction. No, that wasn't. I mean, it, it was. It was scripted. So his final line. Of, his of, final line of yeah, of saying like you know I makes you know I made a lot of heroes in my day, and, and then, then like kind of dot it. dot dot, yeah. and like leaves it, and then I'm supposed to say um, like hey, I think there's something 
more to that. Like, yeah. I, that my response was, I don't think she didn't care about like she she wanted the the essence, of, yeah, 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 the essence of like, hey, I think there's more to that. Yeah, than, yeah. Then I think you're gonna say something so funny. about how I was a hero, and then just yeah, I kind of just rattled off whatever yeah. came to me at that moment. But like, I I know she, she what what I mean by don't mess with it was like that's she wanted that gag, yeah, um, and not you know something else that the. That we would improvise in that moment, yeah. and, and it was so funny. And he, like yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's there's, there's nothing better than that, yeah. really." So yeah. we're not cool. touching it. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, man. Hey, Gillies, I'm here with Felicia Day. We're discussing episode 11. This is the second to the last episode, and uh, lots and lots of cool stuff happens here. Let's go ahead and start off with your webcam, Felicia. You are in costume. Yes, I am in costume, and it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I've never had black hair before, so I'm actually very um, privileged <laughs> to um, to actually be uh, in a cool little cute costume. I uh, I was envious of um, I was totally envious of uh, Tink the whole season, and I was totally envious of Clara for the last episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the ironic thing is that uh, I, I, I fought for a costume, and unfortunately what I got was um, an ill-fitting one. <laughs> <laughs> but it still looks kind of cute, I have to I say. I thought it looked good, yeah. I mean, I know it was supposed Thank to be ill-fitting. You know, that was part of the story because you're yes. wearing Tink's costume, and she's a little bit smaller. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that made sense. But, uh, yeah, I thought it looked good. And it, it was the, it's so funny seeing your face on the webcam because it's so different with the big – dark hair instead of the red yes you know it's it's weird isn't yeah. it I, uh, I i i'm thinking of um dyeing my hair Uh-oh. just doing something crazy <laughs> i mean i just i just want to have crazy hair like colored yeah. hair like not you know, a non yeah color. yeah 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 nice nice um so we'll see if i i probably check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about we see more of the costumes uh we see uh clara's steampunk costume yes is which I think yes. is beautiful. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Clockwork Couture um, donated uh, that and the whole outfit of everybody else's outfits. And in particular, Clara's was custom made to her, and it looked so pretty. The color they picked was just impeccable. I mean, just awesome. Yeah. So um, I was very excited to see that. And uh, I think you know, if you have a very good eye and know uh, a lot about urban fantasy, you will see uh, a similar uh, version of that uh, dress on the cover of um, Gail Carringer's Carringer's. Uh, she has a steampunk uh, urban fantasy werewolf um, uh, urban fantasy series wow. that actually has a um, model with that um, outfit that a similar nice. dress on it. I can't remember the name of it. It's not shameless. It's, it's one word, but, uh, Gail Carringer. So you can look that nice, up. Nice. Nice. No, it was gorgeous. I just remember, I've never seen Robin look so beautiful before in her, with her yes. hair all done up and the little hat on top of it. And she was so cute, oh, yeah. especially with the, um, you know, with with her little hat yeah. and her hair, she was totally like I I was kind of thinking, oh, she wouldn't want to do something crazy with her hair, but you know, she was totally into having that little uh, twirl on the yeah, side of her yeah. head. So it cute. Is so cute, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we see the return of steampunk Verite. Yes. With, uh, unfortunately, no Marissa. I know. Yeah, the story is that uh, poor Marissa got very sick after we finished shooting the. Um, 
floor, mm-hmm. you know, the, the convention yeah. floor booth things. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had to unfortunately write her out uh, because of her lupus flared up. And I think it's just really sad um, for her. She was really excited about being in the blimp mm-hmm. and just seeing the season through. Um, but, you know, she had to uh, undergo chemo. And um, if you're familiar with what we've been doing lately, uh, me and Kimmy V and some other Gildy people were at the lupus walk. And we did a, a big fundraiser. And our team raised over $75,000. That is incredible. Lupus. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. I've never done anything like that before, so that's kind of exciting to me that um, I was able to, uh, you know, just just help yeah. out. And, and people don't understand lupus. They think it's just a joke um, because a lot of things on TV make it mm-hmm. a joke or a joke disease, but it's not at all. Oh, no. um, yeah. And she's been going through a lot of bad things, but she's – and uh, – you know, just at the time she couldn't, you know, do 12 hour shoots a day. Yeah. So we wrote her out and I, you know, I tried to give uh, Lizette a lot of really funny lines that kind of reference her. So we didn't forget about her. We, we, I, I wrote a whole storyline in just like she, she got sick and had to go home and we reference her a couple of times to make sure she knows. And the audience knows that she just didn't kind of drop off the face. Yeah. Of yeah. I like how it was resolved, you know, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you. but I mean, I thought it was well done the way it was done. So that was fun. Thank yeah. you. And I, and, and you know, and I talked to Marissa and I know she appreciates everybody, you know, doing this whole lupus walk thing and raising yeah. so much money and she's doing much better now and so good. Yeah. Uh, next up, let's talk about Tink's family. We see the return of them all in their nice geisha outfits or I guess Japanese yes. outfits. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's <laughs> really funny. Yes. Yeah, so we, um, <laughs> you know, because they they're the type that just go overboard. You know, they try to. Right. Yeah, uh, the, I just thought it was really funny, and and ideally, we had I I had them all in like all of them in samurai, like uh, like the girls not, but I think that that uh, Kristen our wardrobe came up with a funnier outfits, um, and you know we had the fun cutaway to Leslie with the little mask over her mm-hmm. face, because like basically we're hiding the fact that that's not her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. right. We had that stand-in who uh, doubled as Leslie's twin. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, what do you do? It's uh, <laughs> it's it, it. They're they're so embarrassing, you know. And and I actually, you know, Kim, uh, Evie, uh, you know, she helped me like tailor that whole storyline. So I could I could make her outcast, um, but I didn't want to you know go over line mm-hmm. with uh you know being an adopted, yeah. you know, because some people do live that. They're adopted, they're Asian, they're into another uh, family that's not the same race as yeah, they are. And yeah. I, I always thought that was interesting to explore. I wanted to explore it more, but we didn't have a lot of time. But, you know, the nuances of that is a really interesting, case, you know, just character study. So giving that to Tink, I think it's just automatically, you know, there's fodder yeah. there, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I've, I've had some people who've asked about Tink being adopted. Do, we, do you know if she was adopted as a child? A baby, or was it later in life? Yeah, I had an idea that she was adopted um, when she was a little bit old, older, but not old enough to like really know her parents okay. and stuff. So like two or three, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that was what was in my mind. I uh, I definitely don't think that you know character wise she knows um, people who she's related. She doesn't remember like her parents. I would not yeah, think. Yeah. That my you know assumption. Yeah. Well, she's her character, so that makes it fact. <laughs> All right, cool. And then we have a really fun scene with Blades on stage yeah. trying to win back the crowd. 
Oh, God. You know, he is so funny up there. I've got to tell you, it's just um, he is such a douchebag. <laughs> but then he has a great moment here where he realizes, you know, uh, he's trying to at least turn the crowd a little uh-huh, bit, you know, yeah. and, and as deep as he thinks, which is not too deep. <laughs> He actually finds a nice little uh, solution here, um, or at least a grade of it, that we see um, on the other side as well. Yeah. yeah, very very funny. We have a we also have a Sean Becker cameo. Oh my god, yeah, and I can't. Oh yeah, and I uh, I got confused. Maybe I, I'm trying to remember. Like I don't want to spoil anything for episode twelve here, but uh, yes, I, the if Sean Becker is in yes. episode eleven, he that laptop, yeah. which is yeah. like. So violent, and the way that, he, the way that uh, Vince catches it just makes me laugh so much. He was so good this season, and just you know, he was really a young kid when he started working with us, and he's just turned into a really like honestly genuine, like nice person. Like he's turning into a really nice man, mm-hmm. and I appreciate seeing him grow up and just uh, being a part of his life as he kind of found himself. And, you know, as douchey as he can play blades, he's just a genuinely lovely person. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah, yeah and we have the, we have a contest winner who's uh, – Yes! Uh, not a main, but he's one of the main extras who gets camera yes. time. He uh, won the contest, the, the charity uh, auction. Mm-hmm. And we call him out and talk to him about Ferrandis, which is his uh, wow name, I mm-hmm. think. And uh, he told me that that, uh, that story that he tells is true. <laughs> so he, he had us had me write that in because I sat down with him. I was like, well, what do you want to say? Yeah. Do you want to have your uh, real name and your character? And how about this? And what's a funny story that your friends would laugh if everybody knew about you? Or they know already, and it would be fun to have it, like, forever enshrined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he said that one day that did happen. So what do you oh, do? So <laughs> great. So great. Uh, yeah. And then we have Erin Gray looking as yes. sexy as ever in her space outfit. Oh, my God. Could she look better in that outfit? <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit uh, – It's incredible how good she looks. I mean, I would not look that good in that outfit. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just what I would love is to be able to look like that. Um, even now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I love about it is oh. that she's known for being in that white spandex during you know Buck Roger years. She yes. honestly does not look really much different in this gorgeous ever yeah. space outfit. No, isn't it crazy? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, to me. It, it is really crazy. And it's been what 30, 40 years, 30 years. No, yeah, she's uh, she looks amazing, and that outfit was beautifully tailored and made for mm-hmm. her. And I think uh, she got to, we got, we let her keep it because we were just like, um, nice. yeah, go ahead and keep it. Nice, nice. <laughs> and uh, that's nice. And then we have a uh, Codex and Tink uh, uh, once again trying to flirt to get into that back. Oh boy, it's just a, it's not a good pairing. <laughs> like, I mean, but but. But, you know, it's different. They're trying their best to find that dynamic that works, and obviously they don't find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they keep, they keep trying, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then here is the biggie. This is the biggie for this episode. We have Stan Lee. Oh, yeah, that's in this episode, yeah. isn't Reveal it? Reveal of Stan um, Lee. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that was insane. I didn't think he would show up. I wrote him in the script, right? And then I give, I gave it to Microsoft to look at because I wanted to make sure uh, to clear using Halo characters. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, well, just show us the scenes just to make sure we're okay with it. And I was like, well, they're going to beat somebody up. <laughs> and and they were like, well, Stan Lee's in here. Is he confirmed? I'm like, no, I don't think we could get him, but that's who I would love. Yeah. And the irony is that I know people who work with him, and I know him just socially through conventions. And when I called up, they were like, sure, when do you need him? I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> so we, we shot a little pickup day just to get him. He, Him and Neil Gaiman were just the, the thrills, uh, and Nathan Fillion were, were the thrills of the season. Mm-hmm. And the fact that those guys made time for us uh, on our little web show uh, was, I mean, it just blows me yeah, away. <laughs> yeah. And what's great with Stan Lee is that, you know, he does a lot of cameos, He but he normally has like one line. Here he actually had a scene with Sandeep. No, no. You know? I, uh, I, um, I was totally blown away, you know. I was, uh, I, I, I wanted to, when he agreed to do it, I was like, okay, this has got to be a good scene. He's got to, you know, um, He's got to have something he never has done mm-hmm. before, and he did improv. He did a lot of improv. A lot of those extra lines were his idea. Right. So um, I was really excited about it. Uh, just you know, from a uh, from a fan point of view, to see him really like sink his teeth. And he's a really good actor, guys. He really is, and he a good writer clearly too, because he came up with stuff I would never would have thought of for him to come out of his mouth. So <laughs> that's the, that's the irony. Him and Neil Gaiman both added lines that I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Let's keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And then we have the return of the furry, and this time the furry has a friend. Yeah, and I don't, you know, it's very subtle, but. Uh, you know, I, I wanted somehow to 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 follow Will uh, Will's character uh-huh. um, Fox a little bit, and it was so quick because it's literally the next you know two episodes ago yeah. that she showed up a lot. But the fact that he, um, I just wanted to give him a little win as a person, and you know, he took her advice, found somebody who knows how long that'll last, <laughs> but it could be one night. But uh, it's a lady furry, yeah. and I just thought it was really cute. Yeah, yeah. very 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 fun. <laughs> And then we have the blimp. Yes, the crazy blimp that Tom Conkle, who if you've seen Safety Geeks on YouTube, uh, he is behind that. And he owns a um, special effects company. He was also in episode three with his son at the Sir Lupalot uh, booth. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of funny. And he did the special effects on um, this whole blimp sequence, which is crazy. I wrote it in because it's a joke between me and Sean. Hey, what's going to be the special effect for the <laughs> finale? And, I mean, I just did a joke. It was a complete joke. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think we were going to be able to do anything with what we try, uh, you know, we're doing. Like, I didn't think we would get the blimp, like, hovering and coming out. Yeah. I just write things. Yeah. People should tell me not to write things <laughs> like that. Doing it because we, we keep making it happen. Yeah. You keep going bigger and bigger. So, there is no disincentive no <laughs> for me to not write crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was it's a great episode and it's a great, you know, a build up to the actual finale finale, which we will uh see next. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for chatting. Bye. Hey Guildies, I'm here with Marissa Tancheron. Um now I know it was cut short, but how was your overall experience working? I had so much fun. <laughs> I didn't want it to end. I'm sad that it had to end um, more abruptly than it, it had, um, that it should have been. Yeah. Um, but um, 
you know, it's life. Yep, that's right. It's my life and how it goes sometimes. <laughs> but you did get to enjoy. I yeah, the time some that I that, there and... yeah, the day that I had there was um, priceless. Yeah. And... I will hold it in my heart always. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was another um, black uh, ensemble that you don't get to see, Mm. unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, due to the timing of everything, like, ugh, I just, damn it, Lupus. (laughs) Oh my God, I think a week after we shot all those scenes that you'll see in the scene you saw in episode five, was it? Episode four. Episode four, and then... And then you're in six, and you'll be in seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. those were shot on one day, and then I think about four or five days later, I had to go in for the... Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, her story was so good, and unfortunately it had to be rewritten, and I know. we were so bummed. I was so bummed. Cause Especially because you didn't see my final outfit. Yeah, the trio was such Damn a it. great group, but dynamic, and but what we got was fantastic. So how are you doing? How am I doing? Yes. Um, I uh, am okay today. That's good. Um, next week, I think next Wednesday, I go in for uh, cytoxin number five. And then shortly after that, six. And then hopefully I'll be done. But I, I, I have noticed with every infusion, I get a little better. That's good. Um, it's not on the fast track as the doctor had uh, hoped it would be, but... Um, you know, every after every cytoxin, my labs are slightly improving. I'm not swollen anymore in the feet and legs, so That's the fact good. that I'm more mobile is uh, makes me a happier I'm person. Sure, I'm sure you're happy about that because <laughs> I can do occasional <laughs> yoga. I can like take a walk. Yeah. Um, just to get out of the house. Just to get out. Yeah. And I'm careful with my outings, though I'm doing them more now that I feel like more, more. of a normal person. Yep. Uh, which I have to be careful with. I sort of yeah. tend to want to push myself to the max yeah. when I you really feel shouldn't. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, day by day, it's good. that's been my. It's good. I just know fans are concerned. And... Yes, yes, yes. And I, yeah. I appreciate the concern, and it actually helps me feel better when people reach out. I love your blog. Oh, thank you. Oh my you. god. Oh, thank it's you. So good. I love your blog. It's so good. Oh, yours is. Oh. It's just very truthful and very honest and funny. I Even felt, during horrible times, it's yeah. funny. You, I know, feel, like, you feel bad laughing. Yeah, you can't help but laugh. Because, I want you guys to laugh. Yeah, I mean, I want everyone to laugh. Yeah. I mean, because I'm laughing at it because it's it's at the point I've lived with it for so long. Yeah, uh, fifteen years now, and if I didn't laugh at it, I think um, I don't know where I would be. Yeah, I probably would not have met Jed. I probably would not be working in the things or, or I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do if I don't maintain a good sense of humor about yeah. it because you know uh, people do take their health for granted oh yeah and I, I know I do on my better days I forget about the days when I had feet the size of I don't know what footballs yeah. and could not walk I forget immediately the second my feet shrunk that's right because yeah. I was like, oh, now I can go on a walk, and now I can go, now I can take care of those errands that I wanted to take care of, and maybe now I could go to a dance class. You know, yeah. you just, you lose sight of it, and I have to remind myself all the time. And when I do remind myself, if I get sad about it, then, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do the guild. Yeah. You know? Um, you just gotta, 
maintain as positive of an outlook as much as possible, even on the days when you're feeling like complete and total crap. Yep. And then you, you know, you just move on. Move on to the next day. Yeah. Do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And just be grateful. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, do you have anything, are you working on anything right now? Yes. Anything coming up? Um, yes. Besides Dr. Horrible 2. Horrible too. There are some things I don't think I, I'm not allowed to speak about it. Okay, well, I can tell you. Okay, good. Well, I'll turn this I off. I can't and we'll tell talk. the folks. Um, <laughs> Jed and I also have we, we've gone through several drafts of an original pilot. Nice. Um, that I don't know, sending out into the world. Yeah, uh, very cool. soon. Is it uh, genre related? It is. I guess you could say it's. Um, it's sci-fi, but it's it's super grounded okay. in reality. I like that. Yeah, but there are elements of it because you know that's sort of how you know, what we've written in yeah. and yeah, yeah. fantasy sci-fi. Yeah. Um, Any more Dollhouse comic books? Dollhouse comic books. The series is out now, okay. and I think there's there's uh, did we write five of them? Um, there's talk of potential for more. But uh, we haven't actually solidified that yet mm-hmm. or made a commitment to it. I think uh, we worked Andrew to the bone in his last <laughs> series. So maybe if we rope him in again. It just depends on the timing of it. Because uh, right now, um, Jed's on a hiatus from Spartacus. I had to actually... That's right. You guys are doing... Which is huge. Which yeah. Congratulations. It's so yeah. cool. I, can't, I have to wait for DVD because I don't have stars. Right. So I'm waiting for it to come out on DVD. I think which it's on... The first series came out. On Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. Right. Yeah. And, I'm um, excited for you to see. I just see. heard so many good things about it. I'm excited for you to see the prequel. Yeah. And I'm glad that's... Yeah, the prequel and then this, the... Season two airs in January. You know, they changed the main character, unfortunately. Yes. But I know. Um, so did you stopped writing for that? I did. I had to... Um, towards the end of last year, uh, when they went back into season two, towards the end of them breaking season two... I just had to stop. I knew something was up. I knew I wasn't feeling very well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it you know reared its ugly head mm-hmm. in the beginning of this year. There were signs of, of things going haywire with my labs, and then we weren't. It wasn't like officially the kidneys until right before. Yeah. Uh, shooting the guild, but luckily I was able to shoot Mortal Kombat. Legacy Which was great at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Thank that was you, so good. my brother Kevin. I can't, is, is there are there more? Do we know? Um, there, the DVD is going to be I coming out that. in yes. October, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think there's going to be like tons of behind the scenes yeah. special features. So we're just kind of waiting to see how the DVD does. The DVD before they right give I a mean, second season. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh, thanks. So I'll good. tell my brother you yeah, said that. He's so just incredible. It did so well, and that's what's so. It's just neat. It did when so well. good people get success. I know. Yeah, and they worked hard. And you know they I'm worked so hard on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of them. So proud of them. I mean, I... it did so well. I mean, it got so much buzz, and it was hitting million dollar, a million view hits over right. and over. I mean, this is, I don't know where it is now, but I don't. There's even tons know. of it's million. Yeah. I know. And and uh, he went right from wrapping that to prepping Glee 3D. And which oh did he do that too? He directed. I didn't that. know that. That's yeah. cool. But no one went to see it. I don't understand. I didn't even know about it. I, I see, think that's they, the they thing. did a horrible job. I didn't think it. they marketed it enough. Not marketed at all. It, 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 it. I did, like, <laughs> yeah. No, but, they didn't market at all. I think all. maybe they felt. I mean, the show is such a huge success that maybe they felt 
They don't have to push didn't it. even hear about it. I didn't know about it until it was already out. And I was like, is this a movie? Is this a TV special? Is it an online thing? Is it a concert only? You know? Yeah. I was really I don't confused know. by that. I think maybe, I don't know. It, it was yeah. The marketing. Yeah, it was definitely marketing. I don't want to poop on anybody, but <laughs> come on, Fox. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got that great track record with Fox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't get to go see it because I'm not allowed to be around an uh, insane amount of people mm-hmm. right now. Um, big crowds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get to go to the premiere and celebrate with him. But I heard the movie is so much fun and you walk it. away feeling really happy and singing which I guess is the point of Glee yeah. in the first place yeah. um, so I'm excited to see that on DVD as well great yeah um, cool what else we got is that it? I think that's it <laughs> yeah Yeah. well I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and chatting with me and oh my gosh updating the fans on your life and what's going on I'm just so happy I'm part of the Guild family <laughs> And hopefully we'll see many more things from you. I hope so. Yeah. I would love to come back in any capacity as the coffee girl. There you go. (laughs) Yes. Poor Alina got knocked down and, you know, her hoity-toity ways. Yeah. She got steampunked. (laughs) She got gut-punched by the steampunk. Yeah. And uh, comes crying back to Clara. There you go. Look at me pitching my own storyline. Yeah, you can be Clara's babysitter. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, can you imagine? And then she comes back home and her kids are like all decked out in steamboat. That would be great. Drinking tea yes. with absinthe in it. Of course, of course. Oh. Great. Well, again, thank you so much. I thank really appreciate you. it. Alright, what'd you think? Wasn't it awesome? So love Marissa. She's so wonderful. And I'm so happy to report that she is doing better. She has her off days, but she's doing much better. And that's just great. And we all wish her the best. I'd also like to know what you think of this podcast or the Guild episode. You can send your comments to nightstotheguild at gmail.com. And remember, come back for the finale, episode 12, next week. Let's see how it all ends. But until then, always remember... I'll never sign your comics, monster. Tell your men to fall back. Guys, we can't go back to the way it was. You know, I actually had second thoughts, too, when Codex and I totally made out. But I knew it wasn't going to work. I want to be good and noble in this world. You should, too. What are you wearing? Did I create that character? You win some, you lose some. Guys, just think about who you're dressed as. You're the Master Chiefs. I corrupted you, but you can fight back. You're better than this, Master Chief number one. And so are you, Master Chief number two. You can't capture and tie up Stan Lee. He's a legend. I agree. You know what? I'll just untie him. Stand right here. No, it just slides off. Oh, I'm free, son. I've created many a superhero. Stan, that's it? I feel like there's a second part to that sentence that you're... Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. 
Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. And me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mm, Craigslist? Oh... See what I have to deal with? Knights of the Guild Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative, work 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved.